You know, I don't know about you, but it's very important for all of us, I think, to set priorities, to set priorities. They tell you about that at work. When you go to work, you have to set your priorities. Things that are most important need to be done first. And so a lot of times that is very, very good, but the only thing is you have to set the right priorities. So many people in the world today set the wrong priorities. They have everything turned around and backwards. They don't put the Lord at the top of their list of priorities. In fact, you see it as you come to church. People playing baseball, golfing, fishing, whatever they may be doing, it's not putting the Lord first because otherwise if they did, they would be in churches and they would be worshiping the Lord as we talked about today. And wasn't that a beautiful breaking of bread service? We had so many dear brothers sharing and it was so encouraging. For the child of God, we must remember to put the Lord first. That is the key thing. A man named Dwayne Vander Keok said, not putting God first is like buttoning your coat incorrectly. I don't know if you've ever done this before, but if you get the first button wrong, you've got the whole thing lopsided and crooked and backwards. But the good news is, if you get the first button right, then all the buttons line up together. And that's the way it is in our lives today. If we put the Lord first, everything else will fall into place perfectly. But if we don't put the Lord first, then nothing else will work. Your life will be out of whack. It'll be completely bad. The title of our message is Putting the Lord First in Everything. That's a challenge for us, isn't it? Whether you're a business owner or you're an employee of a company or you're retired or you're a, a stay-home mom or dad, whatever the case may be, the Lord must be first. Because if we put anything above the Lord, you're putting Him last. But when we put him first, everything else will be just right. We're going to look at three things this morning in this message. Number one is to put the Lord's will first. Secondly, to put the Lord's work first. And third, to put the Lord's people first. That's what it means to put the Lord first. Someone said putting God first is all about him. Everything in your life is to be directed to Him. Your every breath is to go back to Him. Your every thought is to be for Him. And everything is about Him. A man named Paul Chapel said, Placing Him first in your life should be your daily goal, the main pursuit in all your pursuits. If our priorities aren't right, it's not going to work. I read recently in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, and I was so blessed about these Macedonian Christians. They gave over and above their ability to give. But what was really impressive to Paul was not just how much they gave financially, but they gave themselves to the Lord. Notice it says in 2 Corinthians 8, 5, and not only as we had hoped, but they first gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. And every believer in Christ should follow this pattern. Give ourselves first to the Lord 
and then to our leaders, to our examples in our church who help us and encourage us so much. Well, let's look at our first point today, to put the Lord's will first. We have a choice every day. You can do your will or you can do God's will. And that's the same choice that all of us have. And that's what he wants us to do. And we want, him, we want to say, Lord, I have X, Y, and Z to do today. But if you don't want me to do X, Y, and Z, show me what your will is for me today. And I will do it. We have to have a willing spirit to put him first and say, Lord, I want you to direct my paths, my steps in life. Yes, anything else, if we don't put the Lord and his will first, it's not going to be good. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 10 and verse 37, He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. But when we do God's will, it is such a blessing. Who is the greatest example in Scripture of doing the God's will? It's the Lord Jesus Christ when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. In his agony, knowing what he was going to suffer on the cross, he knew how much was in that cup that he was going to have to drink. It was going to be a cup of judgment. He was going to bear our sins in that cup. He was going to drink it to its full degree, like Rick said this morning, until he said those words, it is finished. He was on the cross for such a long time, from the sixth, from the sixth hour all the way to the ninth. And the darkness fell over the land, but he was on the cross for so long, and he suffered. But he said in the garden, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And that's exactly what we need to do as well. So many times when pain strikes us, when difficulties come, hardships come, the very first thing we want to do is to get relief from it, right? The very first thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's a human reaction. But he wants us to commit ourselves to the will of God because God has a plan and he has a way. And he wants us to look to him in every decision and every action that we take in life. That's exactly what David did. It says in Psalm 16 and verse 8, I have set the Lord always before me. He is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. When we get up in the morning to go on our day, wherever we go, we know that the Lord is there with us. He's promised to be with us and he will direct us and he wants us to follow his guidance and his wisdom. He knows what's best for us and he knows we don't and we need him and he loves us and cares for us. One of my favorite verses in all the scriptures and probably it's your, one of your favorites too, I I don't want to speak for everyone, but Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It's, it, I learned it as, as a young man, and I'm not so young anymore, but that's another story. But it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct 
your path. When we trust the Lord with all our heart and don't trust in ourselves and don't trust in our intellect and our understanding and our education and we trust in the Lord, He directs our steps and our path so that we will turn out successful for Him. Someone once said, remember to put God first in your relationship, your marriage, and your home. Because where Christ is your foundation, it will always remain solid. You know, I thank the Lord for each and every couple in our church and each and every family. And when, when the couples got married, and many of them have been married in the church, I could ask for a show of hands, and I bet we'd have a lot of different hands raised up today, how many couples were married in the church. And it is a blessing over the years, whether it's in this building or our previous buildings that we've been in or other places, but it is a blessing. And we want to put God first in everything, family, work, school, every place we go. Put Him first. One day they asked Tom Landry, the famous coach of the Dallas Cowboys, he's in the Hall of Fame, and they asked him, Coach, why have you been so successful as a football coach? And you know, most coaches would give X's and O's, or they'd give credit to players, or they would, they would, uh, they would say, well, you know, I've been able to do this or that. But Tom Landry had a different answer. He answered the, the question by the person by saying this, in 1958, and that was quite a while ago, I did something everyone who has been successful must do. I determined my priorities in life. God, family, and football. Now, sadly, most people would, football coaches today, would put it the other way around, and football would be, you know, at the top, top of their list. But he put it in the right order. God first, then family, then football. Now, we may not be all into football. Football may not be our third priority. It may be something else. But God has to always be number one. He has to be. Otherwise, our Christian lives won't work. It's something we have to do. We have to put him first, and we have to do more than that. We have to keep him first. Sometimes we put him first, but then we allow other things to come in between our relationship with him and come ahead of the Lord. And we don't want that. We want the Lord to come first. Secondly, not only is it important to put the Lord's will first, but it's important to put the Lord's work first. You know, the Lord's work got put on hold in many ways because of this pandemic. And many people could not do their ministries. And it's been really rough on us. And things have changed quite a bit, and we're getting back more and more, and we're thankful for that. But we have to remember the priority is on the work of God. And no matter what the pandemic is, or the war situation in Ukraine, or the financial markets, or the inflation, or all these things that are happening at the border, or whatever it is, we have to remember to put the Lord's work above anything else. And so many times we get so lax and we, we get so busy with ourselves that we don't put the Lord's work first. And it's a challenge to all of us. When we have two choices to make, what I can do today, what I need to do today, one involves me 
and the other involves the Lord's work, we got to choose the Lord's work. The Lord's work's more important, and it's the most important thing that we can do. Matthew 6.33 is very familiar to all of us. It says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. God is an adder. He will add to your life. He will bless your life if you put his work first. And when we do that, he will be pleased. But we have to choose it. We have to make it our priority and keep it as our priority. I love what it says when Paul wrote to the Colossians in chapter 3 and verse 17. He says, And whatever you do in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, the Father through him. Yes, we're thankful that we can serve the Lord. And it is a blessing. I know that when Adel and Sylvia came here to the United States from Lebanon, wasn't it 1968? I think it was when you first came, right? And they, they established a home and they went to, to a church there in, in uh, Lafayette. Uh, and they, they fellowshiped there at Sun Valley Bible Chapel. And the Lord burdened their hearts to start a church. To start a church. And that's not an easy thing to do. And most people would not want to take on that responsibility of starting a church from scratch, from nothing. And just for a few believers that gathered together and they were very small. And then it grew and it grew and it grew. And now it's you. It's all of us as part of the body here in San Ramon. And we're very thankful. But we need to give God the first place. We need to give his work the first place in our hearts. And we need to honor him. Proverbs chapter 3 and verses 9 and 10 is a very great verse to hone our perspective. It says, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. Verse 10, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. Yes, we sang that hymn this morning, and I love it too. And one of the verses it says in, in verse 2 of the song we sang this morning, Give of your best to the Master. Give Him first place in your heart. Give Him first place in your service. Consecrate every part. Give and you, to you shall be given. God His beloved Son gave. Gratefully seeking to serve Him, give Him the best that you have. That's what Mary did when she brought that very costly perfume to the Lord and poured it out as a worship to Him and a sacrifice. She gave the very best she had. And that's what He wants us to do too. Serving the Lord is not about just what we do at church. As we've seen during the pandemic, we can serve the Lord anywhere and everywhere. And we can put His interests above any other's. I just heard on Friday that the first American was killed in action in Ukraine. Did you hear that story? He's a Marine, a young Marine. He left behind a wife and a seven-year-old child. And he went and he volunteered to go and fight with the Ukrainian people. People he had never met before. People he didn't know. People far, far away from him speaking a different language. He went there to help them. And he was killed by the Russians. 
but what a heart he had. And that's the kind of way the Lord wants us to do. He wants us to put him first and to do all we can to serve him. And then our third point this morning, not only to put the Lord's will first, and not only to put the Lord's work first, but to put the Lord's people first. From my youngest days, I've always had a love for God's people, and I always look forward to it. Adel mentions it and many others. When we get ready to get to go to church, it's such a blessing because we get to see each other and talk to each other, have fellowship with each other. It's such an encouragement. And we get busy in our lives. And so many times people have needs around us and we, we, we need to remember that they're hurting. And when we hurt, uh, we can remember that they're hurting and try to help them. Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 2 and verses 3 and 4, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you not look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. I thank God in our church that we support each other. We have one calls to pray for each other, and we go out of our way to help each other. And that is really the best thing that we can do. And the more we grow in the Lord, the more we realize how important it is to help others and to encourage others. You know, when I think of that, I think of two people in the Bible. I think of Paul and I think of Moses. Moses in the Old Testament, Paul in the New Testament. It's really amazing the kind of love they had for God's people. Even though Moses was leading the people of Israel and he called them a stiff-necked people, and they were. They grumbled, they complained, they, every step of the way. I, can you imagine leading a people like that for a day? No, more than that. A week? No. A year? No. Forty years he led them and he still loved them and he still put up with them. And it says in the scripture that when they sinned against the Lord, he interceded for them. And in Exodus 32, 32, it says, Yet now, if you will forgive their sin, but if not, please blot me out of your book which you have written. Amazing. Blot me out of your book means to wipe me out instead of them. He loved them so much and he put them ahead of himself in such a way. And the Apostle Paul did the same thing. In Romans chapter 9 and verse 3, he says, For I wish I could, for I wish that I myself were a curse from Christ for my brethren, my countrymen, according to the flesh. Yes, he wished he could be accursed for Christ, from Christ because he wanted the Israelites, his, his natural people, his, his loving people, the Israelites, to be saved. And, and that's exactly what we should have as our desire. So let's remember this morning to put the Lord first in everything. You know, it's easy to say I put the Lord first, but do I really? Do I really put him first in everything? Do my kids see it? Do my co-workers see it? Do my neighbors see it? That you're not just a Christian in name, but you really are a believer that be lives a different kind of life than the world lives. And we need to put him first. We need to keep him first. First, by doing his will, putting the Lord's will first, putting the Lord's work 
first and putting the Lord's people first. Yes, the Lord must be first in every decision, in every contemplation, in every action. And when we put the Lord first, we will find that He will bless us. He will help us. He will guide us. Shall we just look to the Lord in a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this encouraging message. It's also very challenging, Lord. And I know I don't measure up fully. And I, I want to more and more, Lord. I want to put your will first. I want to put your work first. And I want to put your people first in everything, Lord. Help me never to be so busy or so self-absorbed that I don't put you first. Lord, please help us. Please guide us. And we thank you again for this meeting today. And we just pray you'll take us home safely. Give us a wonderful uh, Sunday afternoon and evening. And we just thank you and praise you in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen.